Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host Alex Klein and today we are diving into the wonderful world of She-Hulk or I should say the sensational world of She-Hulk both via a little bit of discussion around this first episode but mostly this is our comic book episode of the month so we are going to be diving into She-Hulk comics. And because this is not my area of expertise, I have brought in some absolute Avengers when it comes to knowing She-Hulk lore and comics. First up, we've got Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good to be here. Good to be back. Yes, yes. Very glad to have you. And we also have Kevin. Kevin, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Alex. Glad to be talking with you and Sarah. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is a fun one. Um, this show, like I said, you know, I, I don't have a lot of background with She-Hulk. I, I knew her tangentially through a lot of the comics uh, as being, you know, part of supporting characters for Fantastic Four, for the Avengers. And I had read a few issues of her solo stuff. I, I specifically remember I'd actually had the issue of her Civil War series with uh, Dan Slott. It was, I think it was just one issue. Um, but I just, I was never a big She-Hulk fan. And Sarah, I know you are a huge one. And I've also found out that Kevin is also a huge one. So super happy to have you guys here. Um, before we dive in, what I'm thinking we'll do is kind of go through, I wanted to go through the line because you guys both recommended some really great runs that I got to read um, and kind of seeing how they tie into this episode so far and maybe um, any through lines or threads that we can guess as to what's coming in this season. But Sarah, I'll start with you. I would love to hear how was this first episode of She-Hulk for you? So... I so I just watched it again this morning. Um, I I'm a fan. I mean, I've I've been a Jen Walters fan for for a long time. Um, but this it, it's exciting. Like I think it, it set up um, a good. Uh, it it kicked things off really well. Um, and I do I see things from different comic runs that make me excited about like where this is going next, especially the Titania stuff. Like. I want to know where that's going. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, we discussed this uh, more in depth last night on Earth's Minus Weirdos, and I was on that episode as well. So um, I'll keep my uh, thoughts, again, brief this time, but go back and listen to that episode as well. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, we, uh, Brian, uh, our amazing producer and Earth's Minus Weirdos host, um, had mentioned, like, what, what did you think of the premieres? And... To me, I, this this series has been the most my most anticipated for Disney Plus. But I don't. I think Miss Marvel's premiere and maybe Moon Knight's uh, did beat it as like just a premiere episode. But like Sarah, I I enjoy. I the by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm ready for episode two, episode three. Episode, I'm like, I'm ready for more episodes now. You know, yeah. so it's like I, I I enjoyed it. That's not saying I didn't enjoy it in any way. But I uh, I think Miss Marvel had a better one like right off the jump. Uh, especially for me, because as I said last night, uh, I wasn't as excited for Miss Marvel. And when I came into it, I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. It's much better than I thought it was going to be. And um, She-Hulk was my favorite one. So I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I was like, oh, this is a good anchor. I'm ready to move on. Let's see what episode two brings. Yeah, and yeah, that's a good way to put it. Ahead, I, I, I just want to um, reaffirm that this was not a bad premiere. It's just that they're setting the bar higher and higher. Right. Um, and so it's just, you know, where it stacks up against all the others. Yeah. And I, and I had mentioned too last night and Sarah, I don't know if this applied to you as well, being somebody now who 
I've grown to really love this character and I know a lot of her comic stuff. Like the, like I, I I came in, I knew a lot about her and obviously um, as we discussed last night, this, the origin stuff was supposed to be in episode eight of the series and they moved it up to episode one. So now people, so, so people who obviously didn't know she Hulk obviously are getting like they're being introduced to her and whatever. So, um, uh, for me, I was like, okay, I know most of these beats. I know who this character is. I know about the fourth wall stuff, like all that. So like, that wasn't a shock to me. And Sarah, I don't know if to you, but Alex yeah. being somebody who knew a little bit, but maybe not as much as either of us, like if you felt differently about that, you know? Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this premiere. I, uh, I liked it more a second time. The first time I watched yeah. it, I was like, oh, okay, that was good. Like, awesome. Move on to the next thing. But then I was like, Ooh, like what if I watched it again? I kept thinking back to some of the jokes and I was like, you know, how do they hit a second time? And I was laughing just as much as I was the second time. Like they're the writing on this was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I loved too that we got kind of like what you were just saying, Kevin. Like <laughs> Marvel really likes having that second to last episode as the flashback. So I applaud them for making it the first episode, getting yeah. this out of the way. Like th this is my dream scenario. If you get your superhero origin in 20 minutes and we're moving on, like even the way that they did it of her being like, actually, we should probably take you back and just show you it. And I was like, oh no, here comes the flashback. But it worked for me because we got to see yeah. Hulk. We got to see some hints of what happened during the blip, which was great. Um, but then, yeah, you know, as, as a, uh, a, not a super fan from the comics, uh, reading some of these issues. And it was funny, like after the first episode, um, I can't remember if I read the Dan Slot stuff before or after the first episode, but I remember being like, Ooh, like this is probably something that'll happen in the show or all oh, that's like, there he is. There's the big one for me was pug because mm -hmm. they kind of, they like quietly announced him. If you remember Kevin from our episode, like they, yep. you know, they had him in like a separate announcement of, Oh, here's some other characters from the show. But then when I'm reading the comics and I think it was like the first Dan slot run or whatever, where pugs there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh no way. So he's like actually pretty prominent in this series. That's pretty cool. And then to see him in the show, I was like, Oh, awesome. And then you can clearly tell that, um, what is it? Uh, Nikki is uh, mirrored off of probably a couple of different characters, but just as mm -hmm. like the, uh, what was it? Is her name Melanie or Melody? Mallory. Thinking Mallory, yes. Well, Ma well, Mallory is in the show. Yeah, uh, she's going to show up. That's Renee. Oh, she is? Oh. Yeah, that's Renee Ellsbury. I I, okay. I think Goldsberry. Nikki is, Goldsberry, yeah, I think Nikki is more or less uh, Wheezy from the Burn Run, who is, um, she was a, um, she was a golden, uh, golden era or golden age comics character and like Burn, oh. and like the fourth wall stuff was, oh, Burn brought her in here so that she didn't like get retired or like unused, you know, yeah. or whatever. And she's essentially the paralegal best friend type person in that Burn run. And I think, because uh, I don't, uh, if I remember in the slot run, I don't think she really has like a paralegal type person in that one. Right. So I, I think Nikki is more or less... Um, like we who Weezy was in the burn run, like that type okay. of figure and whatever that that's what, what I'm, I'm believing to be, you know, but she is, as far as I'm aware, an original creation, uh, Sarah, you might correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think her character of Nikki is an original for the yeah. series. I think. Yeah. So I'm not aware of, yeah. Yeah. Neither am I. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So it's not like a one-to-one, -one, but I, but like me knowing the history, I'm like, Oh, that's Weezy from the burn run. I feel like. 
Nice. Yeah. And and I love the fact that they if, if it is, you know, this brand new character, I love that they're, they're putting her as like she's the positive best friend. Like, I, I really like that. I love that. Even the one character pug is kind of like he's a jerk, but it's by design and it's like sitcom esque. So mm-hmm. I, like the whole cast so far has sold me. And I saw Brian in the comments said that the Titania fight was brutal. I agree. I, I think that end bit was it was very sudden. And I felt like yeah. oh, could I have just getting like two more like wh- what was she even doing what was she why is she busting through this door and of course like she hulk stops her in one punch like okay that's great but i, I need a little more so I, but i think that's a good thing right like now i'm antsy to see what happens in the second uh the second episode a couple things i want to call out on this was um there's a mention bruce mentions when they're in the ca- in the uh the cave but in his lab and he says he destroys all of the DNA and says, if there's even one millionth of a chance that this DNA is going to get out, that would not be good. And I was like, oop, OK, so I think we know what my, the overarching issue of the show might be eventually is that, you know, someone's blood gets out, which yeah. would be kind of cool. And I, 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 it, it, it's been a while since I realized, like, this is going to be like a Hulk's show in a sense. Like, I, I don't think Bruce will be in another episode if he is great, but it doesn't seem like it. But I just there's a lot of stuff here where I'm like, I feel like we're going to get a lot of Hulk characters from the other Hulk series as well, like comic stuff of whether that's well, we're getting abomination. And then, you know, what happens with this blood issue? Like, who's going to mm-hmm. is they turn to the Red Hulk? Is there going to be what they got? Like a bomb, I think, is one of them. There's like a whole litany of Hulks or, that they can Amadeus, go through. Amadeus Cho. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that would be awesome. That would be totally awesome, actually. It would. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that part I really liked, and then also, uh, and I have, to, I mentioned this in our little chat, and I just have to say it because my brother texted me today, and he was like, "Hey, have you seen this new She-Hulk show?" I heard it. He goes, "I looked on IMDb, and it's getting abysmal reviews." And I was like, "Okay," and I just grabbed my phone <laughs> and just started typing. I was trying to explain to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, all of that makes sense." I'm like, "Yeah, but." Um, the show's getting review bombed. And I, I told yeah. you guys this a week or two ago, I was just on there uh, and I accidentally started looking at the reviews and they were just it like, I don't even know how a logical person could read these and be like, Oh, this is actually like authoritative and, you know, a good, good wealth <laughs> of knowledge. Like th- th- one of them said, you know, I, something about like, I, I, why are they keep giving women shows go watch Iron Man. And I was like, like, to me, that's just insane. Like, we've got so much. Someone else said nothing's been the same since after Avengers Endgame. And I'm like, oh, so you mean you just don't like diversity? Like, you can just say that instead, since that's basically yeah. what they did. It just it blows me away. And, you know, the show's not even out yet. And, and I was telling my brother that, yeah, the review bombing is a joke, in my opinion, because we're all going to go watch the show anyway. Like, I don't care what the reviews say. I'm going to go figure it out for myself. But I said for, like, a general audience member like him – Look what he did. Like, he's like, oh, you know, I heard the show's bad. I heard it got bad reviews. And I'm like, no, it, it just got review bombed. So yeah. I guess to some people it's still working. But um, did you guys experience any of that or see any of that? I hope not. I, I put my head in the sand. I, I really, you and I have talked about this, Alex, but the all of the super heavy marketing um, and all the clips that come out and I just, I, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to see right. anything. Uh, give me one trailer. I'm good. Like, I don't need anything else. And I don't want to, I don't want to have any preconceived ideas of if I'm going to like it or if I'm not going to like it. I just want to go in carte blanche. 
Yeah. Well, luckily for you, Sarah, this first this trailer for the series was basically episode one. So yeah, you're, like, yes, you're, yeah. you're good. Uh, yeah. But uh, yet, I mean, I saw that it got review bombed, but that's like, I mean, I don't know why anybody ever takes any stock in user reviews. I mean, there's already enough, um, what is it, hesitation with people doing it, like critics reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes. Like there's already enough hesitation there and whatnot so it's like why even bother like going with like if you see the user reviews like i don't know how i mean i'm not somebody who frequents like imdb or has lists or anything on imdb so like i'm never like i don't want to know what any other person is saying that's like like sure i might look at like what the like the trades are saying like hollywood reporter variety like what they say but like at the end of the day, like Sarah said, I'm still going to make my own opinion. Like right. I'm just, but I'm just curious. Usually at that point, I'm just curious to see like, what's the feel? Like, what are people feel like the critics feeling about it? And then it's like, Oh, are they all like feeling something about this way? Are they all different or whatever? You know, just so I know like how people are perceiving it. And then I make my own opinion. on it. Yeah. That's pro- honestly, that's probably my downfall is I, I love IMDb. I, I just, uh, <laughs> yesterday I rated all of the MCU show episodes because you know like you you can rate the show as a whole that's what they all are but if you okay. click in the episodes you can actually rate each episode and i was like actually i think i need to do that because i've always been struggling with like what's my favorite episode or you know if i'm giving a too high of a ranking based on the episodes themselves, i get really into the weeds with that stuff so that's probably why i spend maybe a little bit too much time on imdb brian says that's party, <laughs> that's party time and you know what it is a party when uh, when you're looking at movies on imdb uh, but you know, let's start out comics-wise. I know I think this one, Sarah, I'd love to hear your thoughts too on this. I know Kevin was saying not a huge fan. I was not either of the kind of initial, she, the Savage She-Hulk she run, yeah. this yeah. first run. I think I maybe read the first two issues and I was yeah. already like, okay, this is like kind of slow. Yeah. And, and okay, and that's good. So we won't talk about it too much, but I want to talk about it in reference to the show for the origin of... of yeah. um, of uh, man, I'm blank, I'm blanking on her Jen. name. Jen of Jen. Jen, 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 Jen Walters. I'm thinking Betty, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a different. That's a different Betty one. Betty Ross. So yeah, in in the comic, um, she's shot by gangsters, very similar to Punisher's wife. Is how I always I saw that the same way. Um, and so she needs a blood transfusion, but the only person that can give it to her is Bruce. And with you know, she has no say in the matter. He knows that he's giving her his tainted blood. And does so without her permission. Uh, very questionable in this day. I mean, it should have been questionable back then too. Of like, oh, you know, you should ask for their permission first. Um, so very different in the show. She cuts her hand on the side of a car. He also gets cut, and the blood goes into her. I did not see anything from the trailers on that too. So I, I really liked that compared to the old way of doing it. I think it made a lot more sense, and it almost it makes it less of like an issue with Bruce, I think. Cause I, I don't know if that ever carried over into any of the other issues, but I feel like she, I would have been upset with my cousin if he'd have done that to me. Like, yeah, I guess I'm get to be a Hulk now. That's kind of fun. But like you, you did this without my permission. Like there's going to be this awkward yeah. thing between them, but now it's like, this was a complete accident and, and neither of them had any fault in it. So it's like, we can just move away from it sort of thing, which I, I kind of like Sarah. What do you think? Yeah. I, I um, I don't know. I, I kind of missed that um, uh, element. I don't know. It felt too. Uh, it felt a little clunky. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But um, I don't know. I like. I like the way that it happens in the whether it's the the car crash or getting shot, whatever it is. 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Kevin, what do you think? I mean, well, I think what you said, Alex, was I, something I seen, uh, I saw uh, Jessica Gao, the showrunner, said, like, essentially about Bruce, that, like, taking away, like, having it be more accidental, like, obviously, like, right. during the crash, like, she gets cut, uh, like, by accident, and then he, his device is injured, and so he starts bleeding, and he can't change, you know, and, like, it's not like he's choosing to, like, give it against her will, you know, no, obviously knowing the repercussions, it just happens. So it's like, yeah, I mean, in the show, it's like, I I sort of liked that it just, it happens, it's done, she transformed, we're, we're, on, we're past it, you know, it's like, we got it, it was done, you know, so I liked it, and I mean, I thought it was a, a good obviously yeah like you said like it it took less of the like bruce still feels guilty about it but he knew it was an accident and like okay so now we're gonna try and move forward can't really cure it but like we'll help you manage it and then he's like oh you you're you can control this okay great and then you know so we're past it you know so i, I thought it was pretty good yeah that makes sense it, it's it moves the plot forward quickly i mean but it also yeah. gives a pretty big like question mark Difference. too because you're like yeah what is going on with this spaceship? And like, okay, of course yeah. it yeah. showed up out of nowhere and she just swerves out of the road. And I'm like, wow, what a meet cute. But at the same time, I, I think when it comes to origins, I think that's something Marvel's maybe realizing. And I'm, I'm hopeful because it seems like it's, it's different every time, but it's very brisk every time too when it needs to be. And so I feel like for like She-Hulk, we don't, her origin doesn't matter. Like how she got her powers doesn't matter because we already saw it with Bruce, right? Like right. we saw the whole Hulk situation. And so to have that great comparison of like, here's all the struggles that Bruce had. She doesn't have any of that. So we get to move past all of that. It's almost essentially like if we'd have gotten the second series of Spider-Man movies and there hadn't been a whole Uncle Ben scene, like it would have been great. The movie would have been a lot more brisk and that's kind of what they're doing here, which also plays really well with a sitcom type show or with a, you know, a, a, what is it? A lawyer comedy, I think mm -hmm. is what, or a law comedy. Half hour legal drama. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's really cool. Um, the next one, though, I think is is this was an interesting one. I was not expecting to like this one as much just because I, I, the the older the comics, there's a lot of runs where it's like, you know, they're kind of just middle of the road. I usually will fall asleep if I'm reading them at night because nothing really happens. And John Burns, uh, She-Hulk run was really good. I yeah. was really impressed with it. And those the episodes are the issues that you recommended, Kevin. I think it was uh, like 10 of them or something like that from maybe the middle of the run. Um, but it was, it was, yeah. it was awesome. And, and I, I loved it. Sarah, I see you're shaking your head. Is it, is it cause I didn't read enough of them? No, no, no. I, it's just, it's such a good, oh, okay, um, okay. it's just iconic. Like you there's. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, I read something too. And I mean, we'd kind of known it already of people. And I think Brian mentioned it on the show last night too, around, you know, Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. Jen Walters already did it. Um, I'd love to kind of talk a little bit about this because that was one of the big things that I was thinking about while I was reading these is she broke the fourth wall. It feels like at least from what I've read Deadpool wise way better than Deadpool did because yep. his whole thing is like he's got multiple voices in his head and he knows he's in a comic book, but very rarely does he actually talk about the book that he's in. Uh, it's usually about like the world in general, right? Like he'll, you know, oh, uh, I know, fidget spinners or you know, like, oh, what are you guys doing? He never is referencing that he's in a comic book. He just knows that he's in one. Whereas hers, it felt like was constantly like personally talking to John yes. Byrne. And, mm -hmm. and I'm just like thinking in my head, what a fun time that must have been for him to write, to be like, oh, what would She-Hulk say to me? 
uh, yep. if she did it. So I just, I don't know. I, I loved it. And I loved how he played with that in the medium. There's that one F issue where uh, the cover suggests that we're going to get to see She-Hulk naked. And yeah. it never, it never happens because of this, like, you know, the wind and then, oh, there was always covering there anyway. The you know, wasn't never there get away with it. Yeah. The jump yes, rope. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. The jump rope <laughs> Kevin, what'd you think? So what oh. would you say in terms of the, you know, fourth wall type stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really fun. Uh, Burns, I think is probably my favorite run uh, just cause I, I just love um, uh, his art of her like he draws the best she hulk i think sarah is your shirt the john Byrne, um the john Byrne art yeah she, he yep. draws the best she hulk um in my opinion and um uh yeah it, well like you said like it's, it still is from like the late 80s early 90s and like there's like weird arcs of it where they're like going to space and there's like the um it's like the Amer it's like the hog or whatever it's like the like the trucker hog or something like that like it there's like the the 18 wheeler in space and what, whatever. And like, there's, there's like weird parts of it too. And so it's like, um, yeah, it's still got that, but, but the other, but just getting that essence out of the character was, was really cool. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I know at least when I read the sensational sea Hulk, cause burn didn't do the whole thing. There was like some stuff in, in the middle of like, he like did it for like the first eight, then he like left and then he came back. And I don't know if Marvel unlimited has since updated the middle parts and the end part. Cause once they hit Burns last one, they, I don't think they have them on there, but I'll have to check that again. Cause I, I check periodically to see if they've updated it, but I'd love to, cause I, I think Sarah had also sent me some comics a while ago from the She-Hulk run that weren't Burns, I think, cause they had Spider-Man in them or something. And so those, those I remember were pretty good, but like the burn stuff is just really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah, and I, I got a question because you might know this too. I know you've got a, a vast knowledge of that sort of stuff. But like, as I was reading them, you know, we got the issue we just talked about. Whereas, like, I feel it feels like they were using She-Hulk to sell comics in terms of like, oh, if we just yeah. sexualize her in all of these issues because she looks good in these issues and, and she does not look that way in a lot of the other show. And I was like, does that feel like though it's like uh, diminuing her in a sense of? I don't know. Like I felt like as I was reading it, I was like, she Hulk was amazing. Her characterization was amazing. Any interaction she had with everyone was amazing, but the stories all just were like, Oh, we're going to have her fight this guy. Who's like anti women. And then, Oh, we're going to, there's a, a big rig. And like, it was never like, Oh, this a, a, a story that stretches 20 yeah. issues or a villain. Who's got this very deep seated thing. I mean, the closest I would say is maybe Titania, but it just, it felt like, like the stories themselves were lacking while as she was amazing in them. But it made me wonder, I'm like, okay, so then why were you writing this comic? If it was just to probably sell these issues or to keep her on people's minds while she's teaming up in other books. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it does. There are some issues that it's just, like the covers. I think it's uh, 39 and 40 and 43 of the John Byrne run where she's like almost naked on the covers. It's like some of it feels uh, I don't want to say gratuitous, but, but it's like, what, what is the, what is the issue or what is the point? Um, but uh, the, it's been like that for, for a long time. If you look at the old Fantastic Four issues, um, the, there's one in particular I'm thinking of where Stan Lee is on the cover and there's there's a, like a, a pinup poster like in the middle of the comic book oh, wow. of She-Hulk. So 
I don't know. It's just, it's always been that, but I will say in, in the more recent runs, uh, the way that they have turned her into like a, a like almost a feminist, um, uh, like a feminist hero, feminist warrior, right. um, is kind of reclaiming, uh, her character, I think, um, yeah. for women. And, and maybe that was just, uh, I mean, as a product of the times, I, I think at that time, you know, a, a lot of the female characters were being sexualized in that way, but it, it, it was just interesting to me that I don't think the level of care was given to a lot of the other female characters, whereas it felt like to me, She-Hulk was given that. I'll be, again, the story wasn't great, but I was like, I was just entranced with her in these issues because I was like, what's she going to say next? Like, when is she going to break the fourth wall again or like have some really cool quip that she tells somebody? I, I yeah. It had been a while since I'd been so interested in such an older comic. So it, it just made me curious because I'm like, okay, you know, there's even the, the main issue, right? Where she's holding the kind, she's like, you better buy this comic or I'm going to rip up all your X-Men. Yeah. So it's like, it clearly is. And same with the, the, the nude one, right? Like the cover makes you go, oh, I got to buy this issue. And then literally the first thing is like, gotcha. And it's like, ah, but you paid for the comic already, so we got your money. So it was like clearly a marketing ploy. Yeah. But I, I think maybe, you know, society has wisened to the fact that you should not be using that as a marketing ploy in, in this day and age. Um, any other thoughts from either of you on the uh, the burn run? Just, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it felt, it felt cozy. Well, I, I mean, I, I was reading it in bed, but there's like the Christmas <laughs> issues and something about yeah. it. Was just like, ah, this is just, it was nice. It felt good. And the the omnibus the omnibus just came out was it like a couple of years ago i think it was it might have been last year because i know they, they released a couple of them they did like the peter david one they did the dan slot one they did the burn yeah. one all around the i think they did it it would have had to have been last year because i think they did it to coincide with the release but because everything got pushed back you know got they it. can't change the release schedule so yeah uh, which is interesting because in that point of reference we just got an announcement that uh Monica Rambeau Photon series is coming. I think it's a mini series, but it is being written by Eve Ewing. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it comes out in December. And so, you know, and I uh, we posted that where Kevin and I were talking about a little bit of like that's probably what she's going to go by in the MCU because they're releasing yep. it so close yeah. to the Marvels. And now they have re-released that secret invasion series that they canceled because now it's getting So like, they're always trying to time these releases mm -hmm. with these shows, but it's so unpredictable with, you know, the scheduling and all of that. Um, okay. So the next run that, and honestly, this might've been my favorite run of the ones that I read was the Dan slot run. And I think what I liked so much about this run is that was the focus on lawyering. And I, I think just yeah. that idea of like, oh, this is so cool. But like I said, there's a lot of pieces in this run that I, I think the most pieces in this run from the show. Because mm -hmm. uh, you start out in the first issue where she's fighting against GK, H and L just the same as she is in the show. And then you find out by the second issue that they try to get her like fired from their firm so that they can hire her and use her for superhuman stuff. And I think it was the, the gal that is like, she's not necessarily her paralegal, but she is on the squad and she's always trying to use Jen. Like she's like, we need to go do this because we need she Hulk that sort of, I don't remember what her name was, but that kind of reminded me a bit of it. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved that run. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I like that one. I, I think we've talked about this. I'm not a big fan of the art in that one. Um, yeah, yeah. The first, still, the first, the first slot run is better. The, the second, I, I, the first yeah. slot run I don't enjoy as much. The second one's a little bit better. 
But then once they get the um, Greg Horn covers, that's the covers yes. that you get because the Greg Horn covers are those are awesome. All, I would say the best drawn covers of She Hulk outside of Burn because <laughs> really, yeah. Okay. I just I love. I think it's just like the like the almost realistic style of it or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, I think it's it's got a nice touch to it. So, um, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the. It, yeah, most of the the TV series I think is pulling from slot, or at least yeah. the elements of it, you know. And um, I thought one of the biggest issue, issue or part of it is uh, when they do the Star Fox trial. Um, did you read that, Alex? Uh, uh, what do you remember the issues on that? It's like nine to twelve in the second run, I think. Okay, I, I did so, not get to that one. Okay, what so yeah, so the, so so the biggest that's the biggest of when uh, Star Fox is on trial for. Um, essentially raping somebody and Jen represents him. And mm -hmm. it's uh, oh, wow. that, that was like a pretty big storyline in the comics. I remember when it happened or, or looking back, people were like, Oh, that was a, like a monumental one or whatever. Yeah. So, and that's, I, who know, I mean, we've only seen star Fox like briefly at the end of Eternals who know, I, I, I doubt kind of like how they haven't really done anything with Hank Pym and like, hitting janet or anything yeah. you know like would they ever go that far with him like probably not but um that was yeah that was uh, i would recommend that um it's i it's in the second um slot run um towards the middle of it i think yeah like i said i think it's like issues nine i think it, it starts around there and then it kind of like that kind of like reverberates throughout that run of like the ram ramifications of it and like why it happened and like was he being set up with his power? Like, did, it was essentially like, did he know, like, because his powers are the uh, emotion manipulators or whatever it is. It's like, was he consciously doing this to the women that he was sleeping with? Or was he unconsciously doing it? You know, so it was like, was he actually raping or not raping these women and stuff, you know? So it was pretty powerful stuff that, and like what they were tackling in this comic book. Yeah, Sarah, you know, it's funny, you and I had talked about that in the Eternals podcast around, you know, oh, great, we're getting Star Fox, but how are they going to kind of tackle that? Because it's like, that is technically what his power is, is he has, and it, yep. of course, it's Harry Styles, right? Yeah. Like, he already has that power. So I'm glad to hear that they actually tackle that in the comics, mm -hmm. because that's, I, I mean, that feels like uh, easy fruit to grab, just because that's such a questionable power to have. So that's, that's interesting. There was a guy too, in the, I think it was in one of the first few issues where was he didn't want to have powers, or you remember that one where he like, he gets his powers at work? but due to a freak accident and he's like suing his company because he doesn't oh, want, yeah. he doesn't want to be big and strong anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, wait, you don't want to be big and strong. <laughs> yeah. And he like, I loved that. Cause they showed, you know, how it affected his family and how it's affecting him. And he had to like leave and all that stuff. So I, I, I just, the like legal implications of superheroing, I think is probably the most interesting concept in yeah. the she Hulk, all the she Hulk comics. It's just like how she's able to interpret that, interpret the law. There was even the bit where, well, that wasn't, that was like the Dan slot thing was that at the, in the basement of GKH and L got all the, all the long boxes mm -hmm. of all of the comics in the MC in the Marvel universe. And they're like, yeah, these are all real comics that have been written about us that are all uh they're approved by the superheroes it's like yes that's what happened. well because it was it was because of they had the comic codes authority stamp and that made them legal documents and right. when they were published so that's why that was the argument for them being used yeah so cool like what a cool concept and then you know they're getting to rifle through it and i'm like oh i had that issue i had that issue of like <laughs> showing the old covers and all that was mm -hmm. just 
so cool. And they're, they're showing it through there of like, oh, you know, all these times people got their powers without their, you know, consent and all of that. So I really hope they dive into that in the show. And I, I know they will, but I just can't wait to see how, because I'm sure there's going to be this overarching story, whatever that ends up being, but there's going to be like the day-to-day law things each episode. So I, I really hope they dive into like some, ooh, nice. We got them on a technicality or something like that. I mean, you, you can really see it with her saying the, uh, oh, it's implied endorsement and, you know, all this stuff. Like she's smart. She knows what she's doing. Um, okay. Any, any other thoughts or, uh, things around Dan Slot's run? No, it's enjoyable. It's, it's the one I would, yeah, definitely. If anybody wants a quick read of something, I would recommend reading that one to yeah. start. Um, yeah. To very start brisk. With. Yeah. Yep. There's also the bit in there, a very casual spell by Scarlet Witch to make everyone yes. forget that she's She-Hulk, basically. Or what, anyone yep. who wishes She-Hulk harm will not know that she is She-Hulk, which yep. uh, was great because that pl- that was in like the third issue. And then that comes back at the very mm-hmm. end of that first run yep. um, where she's able to defeat Titania because she just turns into Jennifer Walters. And I was like, OK, that's pretty nice. Um, and speaking of Titania, let's talk about her real quick because, you know, I think she has a pretty interesting run in Dan Slots as well. Yeah. Um, we get to see a little bit of her backstory, too, coming from a very broken home. I think it is, uh, I think it is her backstory. Like, I don't think it had been explored. It, it, it really, really felt that way when I was reading. Yeah. I was like, oh, this seems like this is like the definitive backstory, which was yeah. cool because we get a bit of. Um, I think Carl Creel was in either that one or another one where mm-hmm. he's kind of talking about, too, like how he cares about her and like, yeah, you know, you don't know what she's been through and all this stuff, which I thought yeah. was really cool. I wonder, do you think we're going to get that in the show or is it going to be that she's just, cause they say that she's like an influencer or something like that. So are they going to go too deep into what her backstory is or just make her like a throwaway villain? I mean, I feel like it's Jamila Jamil. Um, I, I think that they would be um, mistaken to not use her. Uh, to the fullest i i hope that they explore that a little bit um because she's she's interesting and her her relationship with jen is like i I love like the ups and downs it's almost like black widow and yelena yelena blava um so i i i love it i hope they uh milk that yeah i mean you know they're going to because she beat her in one hit like she is yeah. never going to yeah. let that be lived no. down. She's going to be wanting revenge the whole time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think based on what we've seen, what we've, they've released about uh, Titania in the series, I, I think we'll get some of the essence of the comics character, but obviously being a social media influencer, like that's completely new and different, you know, yeah. um, on the character. So I, um, I, I don't know how much they're going to actually pull from the comics history. Cause obviously in the comics, the character was created by um, Dr. Doom for the secret wars. And like, like that's obviously not happening or not yet anyways, you know? So like, that's not going to be like, that part's not going to translate over, but she obviously in theory, we think has super strength. Like she does in the comics. So we have to, like, how does she have super strength? So that hopefully there will be an explanation as to like why she's like that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, but I think we'll get some essences of the character in the series, but it might not be a more faithful adaption as She-Hulk is or has been so far. Yeah. Uh, Got to call out our faithful producer, Brian, says he could be watching Top Gun, but he chose us three 
Brian, thank you for tuning in. But uh, you're clear to fly if you want to go check that movie. <laughs> What's like your fifth time to go see, to to watch it? Um, but good for you. We're glad to have you here. Um, I have a question around that too. To, kind of from the show scenario of like they're talking about oh you know all these hero all these uh, characters with powers are popping up, and we've got all this law that we're practicing. What is it that is is it something where they're going to address it? Do you think that like there's just an influx of people that are getting powers now. You know what I mean? Like they're making it sound like, Oh, Joe Schmo just woke up the other day and he has powers now. Like, is there something that happened that we missed or that we're going to find out that like caused, you know, sort of like an M day type Terrigen bomb that went off and gave a bunch of people powers. Like, are we going to see that with Titania that maybe she woke up one day and just had powers? Cause I'd want to know kind of what's behind that. And is that tied to the Sakaar ship? Could be. I, like I, don't, I don't think it, I don't know if it's tied to the Sakaar ship, but I mean, yeah, we have the blip, we have Wanda's uh, thing out in Westview. Like, there, right. we have a bunch of options of things that could have made powers, but um, as far as I'm aware, it just feels like it just it's just going to be covering people who have them, or but they're just so minor that it's just like it wasn't anything that was worth covering in the MCU as. Uh, legal documents would go, I guess, as like showing mm. their stories. You know, I, I don't know. But. Do you think there'll be mutants? Maybe because you know the it's way possible. that Kamala gets her powers too is very sudden, and turns out yeah. that she had a mutation. So maybe like the mutant gene is starting to wake up now that an incursion happened. Or oh, you know, it could just be it could be from the timeline. Because I, I don't know. If, did I tell you guys this that I had this I have this theory that Kang his whole bit is that he was pruning all of the timelines because he knew that if certain people became powerful or got powers or became mutants, oh. that they would be able to stop him. So he has pruned all the timelines where a mutant comes up or where the Fantastic Four comes up or some other person that we, and that's the reason we haven't seen them is because he's been trimming it. But now that he's dead, all these people are starting to get power. Like that, that would be that's interesting. Good. That is good. Story. That's Save a receipt. that receipt. Yeah, that's a yep. receipt. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, you guys heard it here first. We'll see. We'll see if it pans out. Um, okay, so Peter David's run. I'm I'm a big Peter David fan. Uh, I was not as much a fan of these issues. And I'm Sarah, I can't yeah. wait to hear what you have to say. What? Yeah, me too. Yeah, because yeah, Sarah loves there this was one. just something about it. And I even I even read a couple of the slots before it transitioned to David's. Mm -hmm. And it not just that it kind of felt a little bit abrupt. I got why, like, you know, she had to be she was kind of on the run sort of thing, but it was like yeah. Now she's kind of a bounty hunter. The The concept was cool because yes. there's the whole bit where she busts into the house and that, that was what it was in. The one where she's talking about Titania. Creel snaps yeah. her neck. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, whoa, she's going to be She-Hulk now. And then like she wasn't. But then she then there's also a She-Hulk. So we find out that there's a scroll like that whole thing intrigued me. But then the whole of like, oh, so she's now just a process server <laughs> or she's a bounty hunter, essentially bounty or a head hunter. I was like, oh. She could be doing better, but I get why she was doing it. So it was an interesting like trail off. I'm glad she's not doing that anymore. But talk to me, Sarah. What was it that you loved about this series? I, I liked the uh, inter I loved her internal journey, like her running away from uh, who she is as, as a hero uh, and trying to like pursue this, um, you know, bounty, bounty hunting. <laughs> like It's just so silly. Um, but, and I also liked the friendship. I loved her and Jacinda's friendship. 
Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then um, the tie-ins with the Liberators and like seeing Valkyrie and Thundra and like, I just, I loved it. I loved all of it. Yeah. I think I saw too, they'd said, I was looking it up um, some Liberators trivia and there was a, there was a Liberator thing in the, it was like the seventies or something like that with Black Widow and, and, and some, and then, but they said, I think it was for this that they never actually say that it's the Liberators except on the cover of the comic or something like that. It's either in this Peter David or it was in another one, but I was like, that's interesting. Cause you know, they're, they're getting there, right? We're, we almost, well, not almost, we basically got a force in the movies. We definitely got them yep. in the comics though. Yep. Uh, and so she Hulk was the leader of a force during yep. battle world, which was man, that story. That was when singularity was there. Who's kind of similar to love from uh, Thor uh, I don't know. I feel like if we got an A Force type thing from something like this, I think, oh man, yeah, that's a matter awesome. of time. It I think really, it's it, feel, it feels like it. Yeah, when, not if. Kevin, what did you think about the Peter David issues? Yeah, it was okay. Um, I uh, it was also also enjoyed the art for this one. It was a different style, you know. Uh, yeah, I like mm -hmm. the art for this one. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I mean, the whole bounty hunting thing. I was like, it was whatever, you know. But it it definitely. I enjoyed reading it, but it was, I definitely preferred burn and slot over, uh, Peter David. And then even looking at some more of the more recent runs, I would say I probably enjoyed David's more than some of the recent runs. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was okay. It was just, just a different thing, you know, like going through all of slot and you're like lawyer, 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 lawyer. And then it's like a big change. And then she's like not doing that anymore. It's like, okay. It's like taking away that part of her character like Sarah was saying, she went on a, a different journey to like get back to that point of when, how she wanted to help people and everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh superior Spider-Man in a sense where it was like, you know, Spider-Man's got a thing that he's doing. And then all of a sudden this big twist happens. We've got a brand new story to talk about, but then, you know, 30 issues later, it's back to the way that it was. But again, I applaud them for any time they go out of the box and try some other thing with a character that always is cool. Um, Brian says, but he who remains wasn't evil, nor was he Kang directly, right? Technically he is a Kang and he also in a way was kind of evil. I mean, he's made to be very benevolent, but he is cutting timelines and like ending people when maybe they shouldn't be ended. So yeah. maybe there's some secrets that he didn't tell that'll, uh, that'll be something yeah. we'll have to reveal. Um, the next one, this was an interesting one. This is, this was, I would have said, had I not reread it my favorite of the She-Hulk runs, um, but isn't. And um, it's not that it's a bad run. I just, it's it's a, a little bit of everything we'll talk about, but it's Charles Sewell's run. Um, Charles Sewell and, and Javier Pulido. Um, love the art. Uh, the art's very quirky, but I love Javier. He did really good on, I think it was Daredevil. And he also did some Hawkeye issues as well. Uh, and it's just, it's a very sort of surreal type of art. It took me out of, of it a little bit, especially in the action. But when you're looking at like, there's ones where, you know, he'd have a two page spread of her office that was in the, you know, the apartment complex with all the little things going on in different people's houses. I thought all of that stuff was really cool. Um, and I enjoy the run. It's just that it felt very um, unfocused. 
Like there was, you know, there was this whole conversation about the blue folder wow. and then everything with, uh, I think her name was Miss Yang and Hey Hey, the monkey. Mm-hmm. And we never really find out what went on with, like, I, for some reason I was like, oh, I must have fallen asleep in like the last two issues. I can't wait to reread this and figure out what it was. And we, st- and we didn't. And I was like, oh, she just kind of leaves or no, but then she comes back and, it, but we still never know, like, is she from space? Is she an alien? Um, but there's some cool bits in there too. Like I loved her representing uh, uh, Doom's son, who, mm-hmm. who who just wanted to go live his own life. He did not want to become the king, and so she's like fighting against Doom in court. I thought that was really great. Um, Sarah, any thoughts on the uh, Charles Soule run? No, I actually this is one that I still need to read. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might you're you definitely like the art. It's very, very vibrant as well. Like the coloring is just absolutely phenomenal. Excellent. Kevin, I think I think you share the same opinion I've now grown. Yeah, I mean I I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the art. I mean I I understand what the style it is and it's it's in I'm gonna speak out of both sides of my mouth. It's a good style, but I, I don't like I don't like it. You know, it looks good, yeah. but like I like especially the way he like draws She Hulk and I, I don't really like she looks like I don't know. I, I didn't really like it, but I, but like you said, it had individual parts that were pretty interesting. Like the fact uh, I, I enjoyed her. She's her own, her own practice again, you know? Right. So there's that part. Um, there's uh, obviously going up against Daredevil and uh, representing Steve Rogers or in, in that case, you know, that was pretty, that I felt is a good inspiration at least for maybe what will be happening in the series. You know, I, mm, we've only mm-hmm. seen the teaser of the, um, of him in the daredevil suit. We don't know if he's actually going to be Matt Murdock and either assist her or go up against her in court. We don't know that, but hopefully he does um, in some sense. And then um, uh, also the forming the relationship with her and Patsy Walker Hellcat was, yes. was, was really nice. Yeah. That, that's a really good, that was a really good part of it. But yeah, I mean, I remember going into it, you had said, cause you had re- previously read it that, Oh, you really liked it. And then I, I remember as I was making my way through the comics, I was like, oh, I like Burn. I like Slot. You know, David's was pretty good. I got to Souls, and I was like, oh, it was okay. Like, I, I, w- I wasn't blown away by it, you know? So um, I definitely wouldn't recommend, like, I would recommend Slot or Burn to somebody looking for a She-Hulk comic before I did Charles Souls' run. Yeah, and I would almost even, like I said, I, I love the first six issues of the run because you've got the first issue is phenomenal, and I think it even carries into the second when it's like a lady excuse me, who's suing um, or she wants to just settle with Tony Stark. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Cause she's like, yeah, I know Tony Stark. I'll just go talk to him. And so she goes there and accidentally says she's there for some legal reason. And so then they, they shuffle her over to the legal department, which is just this old man who's really mean. And so she's like, eventually gets to Tony and she's like, Tony, like he has all of the, she has all the proof. She has all the stuff, just pay her. And so by the end of the issue, you know, she gets a ton of money and gives some of it to Jen to start up her firm, which was awesome. Like, I love that. The, uh, like you said, the daredevil stuff was great. He even says in the one, he's like, Jen, cause she's out in LA or she goes out to LA mm-hmm. and he's out there and she's like, he's like, you know, we're both attorneys, but isn't it weird? We've never had a case together. And I just was like, Ooh, I wonder if we're going to get that in the show. But then obviously, you know, they get it later in the story. So there's some interesting ones, but then it gets into like, you know, there's like an Ant-Man issue where they get really tiny and then they're fighting some guy who was like a secret bad guy, but wasn't, it comes out of nowhere. That's part of the blue, you know, the blue file or whatever mm-hmm. that was. Um, I, there were certain parts that just didn't stick for me, but the other things I thought were great. Like I'll still remember that, that series fondly and the covers 
really good covers on that one too. Almost as good as uh, the very brief series that is out right now. Uh, we've only got a couple issues. I've only read, I've been reading it on Marvel Unlimited, so I'm three issues in. Uh, but She-Hulk by Rainbow Rowell and uh, covers by Jen Bartel. Absolutely. So probably good. some of the, so I mean, good. if Jen's doing the covers, you know that uh, it's going to yep. sell. And clearly it has, even though the story itself I is not, I haven't, it's I haven't even great. gotten hooked yet on the story. Like yeah. I'm waiting for something to happen. And now there seems it's like Jack of hearts showed back up. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I don't know much about him, but it's like, Oh, he was gone. And that was the whole, almost the whole issue for the third one. I'm like, I thought this was a she Hulk book. Like we're not getting a lot of she Hulk <laughs> in here. And so I'm hoping something comes from it. I'm hanging on. Obviously it's free to read on Marvel unlimited. So I'm going to keep checking it out. Uh, but yeah, Sarah, what uh, have you been keeping up with it? I I read the first two issues and I was like, whoa, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, it it's missing something. Like it, yeah. you could put any character into this story and it would be the same thing, right? I, like there's nothing she-hulky about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the, is that the, I've, I've read so many runs recently. <laughs> That's the one with Titania. Titania and Jen fighting mm -hmm. at the beginning. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, we're going to do, we're going to fight or, or we're going to like make this a regularly scheduled thing. It's like, yes. I fight that you. I want to fight you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so, I mean, that's, you know, it's entertaining, but it's not like I'm not invested. Yeah. It's, it certainly isn't required reading at yeah. this point. I would say, Kevin, you're feeling the same thing. No, I, I I've been enjoying it actually, because oh, so good. when I, when I was reading it, it's so, um, I had mentioned this to you, Alex. I was I've been essentially going through the Bendis era of everything, you know, Not like starting. Yeah. So like so right when this was starting to come out, uh, I started with Avengers Disassembled, and that's where Jack of Hearts yeah, uh, plays yeah. he plays a role. And that's when he like leaves and like he obviously had a relationship with Jen previously, you know. So the fact that like it took me a second to realize that, but like, yeah, he's coming back and like she's trying to help him figure out like why he's back and everything like that and like what's been happening so um yes i mean i caught up with them releasing in print but i think there's only really one issue past what's on unlimited because they yeah because they've had some delays they've been delayed a little bit um, there's been a lot of marvel there have delays been, yeah. recently yeah, i've been knowing, like the last three solicit mags have been like the same comic yeah and i was like yeah. dang i wonder so, i don't know what's going on there so yeah it is very jack hearts heavy i don't i I don't know if either of you know this. I don't know if it's supposed to just be a mini series and it's just this one story no, or if it's ongoing. So that. it's supposed so to be at, ongoing. So at least as far as this first storyline is um, Jack, Jack of Hearts centered, but yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying it. I, like I said, I, I have probably 60% of the reason is for the covers because uh, <laughs> yeah. just to have yep. the great mm. covers because uh, they're so good. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying it. I, I haven't been being like, Oh, I don't like this, you know? And it's like, I like, Sarah said the part with Titania, like I enjoyed that. It had good moments and the interior art is also good too. I, I've yeah. been enjoying it too. So, I mean, all around I've been enjoying it, but obviously, yeah, like we'd have to see where it goes and lands to see if it's like a, Oh, whatever or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Oh, Alex, I also, um, there's a run in between the soul and this one. I don't know if you knew about that one. That one's also not pretty. Was that, that oh, you good. know, and I might've seen that on Marvel unlimited. Is it's it's interesting. It's, it's, it's like, like during the, or after world war civil Hulk, war. Right? II. It's after yeah, civil, oh, yeah, war, civil II. war two where she's, yeah, it was like something about, she goes out in search of 
something. I have not read that run. That one's that one's very it, like in the mind and everything, and that one's interesting. It's um, I don't know. It's it's split on Marvel Unlimited because it started as some sort of She Hulk title, and then it switches to just Hulk title. So and it gets renumbered. So, but at that point, she's more and she becomes more of the Savage She Hulk, which is how she entered Jason Aaron's Avengers run and everything. Right. You know, so that one was. That one was different. I think you might enjoy the differentness of that. Sarah, have you read that one? Um, I forget who wrote it, but um, I, I, I keep wanting to say Fred Valente, but I it, I, I think it was a, a female presenting person. I think uh, to, okay. it's uh, Tamako. I want to Mariko Tamar. Tam- yeah, yeah, Mar- yeah. Okay. It was, yeah, that was who it was. Um, hmm. So that was a, a yeah. weird time in comics. It I is, say, yeah, and, because and... She Hulk got the crap beaten out of her by Thanos, mm-hmm. and then Civil War happens, and then Bruce Banner gets shot in the head by Hawkeye and killed for you know a year or two before he's brought back, and so there was like a bunch of oh, let's rehash some of these stories that we haven't seen before. So yeah. I, I think. I think honestly, Jason Aaron really brought She-Hulk back more so than this this series has because he even mm-hmm. gave her a whole. Um, I mean, there's multiple things because she died in um, uh, what was it, Empire, and mm-hmm. she comes back and then she got a. And I would highly recommend this. Al Ewing did a one shot for her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was mm-hmm. her telling the story of all the times that she's died because of the whole Green Door thing through his his uh, Hulk run, uh, and that was awesome. I thought it was called the Immortal She Hulk, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh man, that was a really great one shot. But then also, um, Jason Aaron did like a World War She Hulk, basically, yep. where she gets taken to the Red Room, and that was okay. It wasn't it wasn't amazing, but like her throughout all of it was awesome. She's been really good on the Avengers and seeing her progress from being that savage She-Hulk to now where she's like basically normal. She can turn back at will sort of thing um, is really cool. So I think, you know, hats off to him for being able to develop a character like that on an Avengers roster, um, Mm -hmm. which it makes me curious for some of those past runs of like, you know, how did uh, Sarah, have you read John Byrne's Fantastic Four? I haven't. I have. You have is is yeah. She Hulk good in that one? Like, is she written well? I mean, she's okay. She's mostly like I wanted to see how much of a precursor it was to the her series, you know, that mm-hmm. he did, and she's. I mean, she she's really like second fiddle, uh, obviously, because she's like the the new team member and whatever, right. you know, and like and. I got through a good amount of it, and then like, and then it was just too much of a Fantastic Four book that I was just like, I I went like the sciencey, all yeah. what's happening, you know. So I just kind of like would flip through it and would just kind of read what she was doing, and like, yeah, she was like, I think Burn started to get a handle on her, hence why he continued with her in her um series, the Sensationals yeah. after that, you know. So, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anybody should maybe check it like like actively look it out you know like i was just like oh i'm curious let me go look and see and like so like she's in a good she's in at least 50 issues i think something like that because it's right after secret war to like the issue 300 something Hmm. around there and then yeah it's a it's a lot so um she's she uh she they established some characters that come over into sensational she hulk but like other than that it's like uh, she's okay, but it's not like, she's not like a highlight or anything like that. Hmm. I know. So, I remember, or go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. I, I was just going to say some of those covers though are great and mm-hmm. worth looking at. Hey, I yeah. mean, 
I could scroll through comic covers all day. I know. You don't have to read anything. All you got to do is look at them and they're just, they're, they're so gorgeous. And it, it, it's funny as a fan too, when you're reading them, cause you're like, man, I wish the art in this book was as good as these right. covers yep. a lot of times. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is that I, I back in way back, oh man, that'd been last January. I'd read the, uh, white vision storyline um of how uh, he become you know from wandavision mm-hmm. and it was in west coast avengers mm-hmm. and she hulk was in that and she was awesome in that she had the coolest outfit it was like a like a beach tank top that was like blue and white and uh she just had i remember i have some screenshots on my ipad that i saved of just specifically her doing these really cool like moves and stuff so i know she's definitely flourished in some of the outside books um i do want to call out this comment it's not she hulk related but brian said Charles Sewell wastes his time when he doesn't write Darth Vader. And that's only because he writes Vader, Vader better than anyone has it. Brian is still listening. Sewell has written so much more than Vader um, <laughs> and, and so much more in general. But if you're just looking for something to read, Brian, he's got like almost 40 issues right now of Star Wars. And then he's also been doing all of these mini series around. I think her name is Kiera from uh, Solo about Crimson Dawn. And so he's basically gotten to develop all of the Crimson Dawn lore. Uh, And he's about to start doing some High Republic stuff, too. So he's got a ton of Star Wars stuff out there for you Star Wars fans. Um, As we wrap this up, though, Sarah, we'll start with you. If you had to recommend one run to someone who hasn't read any of these, which run would you recommend? I mean, I'm partial. I'm partial to Peter David, but just... Just because it is such an iconic run, I, I have to go John Byrne. Yeah. I've got to. Okay. Okay. I like that. Kevin, same? No, I'd say slot. Okay. And then and then do slot, and then maybe if you want, do the full burn, or at least just do a couple of the burn ones so that you can get an idea of, like, what he did with her and like the fourth, because uh, essentially by slots run, she's not really fourth wall breaking anymore. You know, she like, she, really she doesn't, really do, that she doesn't really do that anymore um, as much um, or at all. So um, yeah, I would say um, slot and then um, get some of the burn, but yeah, like Sarah, I, I am partial to the burn. Like I would, that's the one I would, if I wanted to, I would go back and read a couple runs or some, like the storyline runs and such. Yeah. Did you notice at the end of I think it was the Peter David run that there was a cancel a meta cancellation of the run where it was like oh yes yeah like the attorney shows up into that office or whatnot and it's like his name's like Mister Comic or Mister Cancelled or something and they're like yeah. yeah we're we're can't we're backing out like we're canceling it it's done and it was like I liked and that, that but I was still like ah oh, you're so close like I'm waiting for her to break the fourth wall again and I feel like. I, I would not be surprised if we see that happen in this rainbow run because um, they got to tie it into the show. Like everyone's probably going to be loving that fourth wall break. So I'd be surprised if they don't pull that off. Uh, since you guys recommended those, I am going to recommend the Charles Sewell run, but I'll say if you don't want to read it after the first six issues, then you can stop, but <laughs> um, you got to check it out for Hellcat. You got to check it out for uh, some of those cool cases with Tony Stark too. So um Kevin, Sarah, thank you guys so much for coming on to talk She-Hulk. I'm really excited for where the show goes, and I hope some more people pick up these issues because, like I said, I was kind of a newcomer in reading them, and I got hooked on a lot of them. So thank you guys both so much for joining and for your recommendations. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Alex. 
Awesome. And that's going to do us for us here at Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you at the movies.